0: Hello, listeners. This is Aditya Srimankar. Welcome to a new episode of Investing Fundas. Investing Fundas curates investment ideas, economic data, and business news from India and abroad and presents the best bids to you in just a few minutes. This podcast is for information purpose only and is not intended to be investment advice. In today's episode I'll be featuring the following topics. Number 1. Tips on how to practice family businesses for future generations. Number 2. Howard Marks on managing risk and understanding market cycles. Number 3. Major flaws in the global financial system. And number 4. My startup idea of the week. in today's times family business is the most common form of enterprise however it comes with its own pros and cons standard wisdom is that the first generation starts the company the second one builds it and the third one destroys the business this is particularly true today because the heirs are brought up with silver spoons and want to start their own businesses also, they are tech-savvy, talented, and armed with attractive foreign university degrees. But they also have to contend with the fear of the unknown. Not all startups that we see mushrooming these days are successful. TT Jagannathan, the chairman of TTK Prestige Group, as a guest writer for Forbes, uses his personal experience to give some tips on how to practice a family business for future generations. Number 1 the importance of hierarchy. In most cases a family business is founded by one person. When the next generation takes over, it creates another layer of complexity in the form of active versus passive owners. Those businesses that have greater complexity need to place the emphasis firmly on business governance. Number two, be prepared to learn. Number three, agree on a common goal a business will run smoothly when the leadership is working towards a shared purpose and a common goal. It is important to be collaborative and take people forward instead of following an autocratic approach. Number four, change isn't a bad thing. However, in a family business, the flexibility and openness to change have to come from the top. Every generation has to reinvent the company. Number five, Succession planning. For a business to expand, the company needs to run smoothly without you. Therein lies the importance of succession planning. It is important to ensure that the business continues to grow and thrive. Succession planning needs to be a priority in every family business as early as possible. What are two of the most important things an investor needs to do to succeed? Howard Marks says, Number one, manage risk. And number two, understand where we are in the market cycle. Marks believes the job of the professional investor is risk management. He says it's easy to make money in the market. It's especially easy to make money when the market does well. And the market does well most of the time. Making more money than average is not necessarily a distinguishing characteristic because some people do it merely by taking on more risk than average. The measure of a great professional is making money with the risk under control. When we are high in the cycle, risks are high, prospective returns are low. But if we are low in the cycle, prospective returns are high and the risks are low. For the second part of his answer, Knowing where we are and the market cycle, he says that I don't think anybody can consistently know the economy, interest rates, currencies, and the direction of the markets better than anybody else. That doesn't mean we are indifferent to the macro, but rather than depend on forecasts of the future, we should depend on reading the present. For example, beginning in the summer beginning in summer of 2017. Howard Marks never said that we need to get out of the market. He never says anything flatly negative like that, but he said it was a time to move ahead with caution and he gave three reasons, first, we are in the advanced stages of an economic recovery, second, the bull market and third, in June 2017, stocks were selling at unusually high price to earnings ratios. And bonds were selling at low yields and tight yield spreads. So a year ago, nobody could think of anything that could go wrong. But now they can. These are actually healthy signs for a market. And obviously by definition, we need a little less caution today than we did 12 months back. Jeff Desjardins editor-in-chief at Visual Capitalist a business and investing website breaks down the major flaws in the global financial system. Number 1 Billions of people globally remain unbanked. To participate in the global financial sector whether it is to make a digital payment or manage one's wealth one must have access to a bank account. However, billion adults worldwide remain unbanked. Number 2 Rising global inequality. In a centralized system financial markets tend to be dominated by those who are best connected to them. These people these are the people who have access to many financial opportunities and asset classes, capital to deploy, informational advantages, And access to financial expertise number three currency manipulation and censorship in a centralized system countries have power to manipulate and devalue fiat currencies and this can have a devastating effect on markets and the lives of citizens in Venezuela for example the government has continually devalued its currency creating runaway hyperinflation as a result number four the build-up of systemic risk. Centralization creates one final and important drawback. With financial power concentrated with just a select few institutions like central banks and two big to fail companies, it means that one abject failure can decimate an entire system. This happened in 2008 as US subprime mortgages turned out to be an Achilles heel for bank balance sheets Creating a ripple effect throughout the globe. And now, time for my startup idea of the week. This week's startup is by humankind. Single use plastics are the scourge of the environment, which is why many lawmakers are working to eliminate them. By humankind offers deodorant, shampoo and mouthwash that eliminate single-use plastics in the area of personal care. The mouthwash doesn't come in a big plastic container but rather in a tablet form. Users can drop a tablet into a small cup of water and the mouthwash which is alcohol-free dissolves into a liquid. With the shampoo the Buy Humankind team decided to eliminate the plastic bottle by simply taking a page out of the old soap bar playbook, creating a shampoo bar, while the deodorant comes in a refillable plastic roller with paper pod refills. The company says that it, its products eliminate single-use plastic by 90% when compared to the other products in their respective categories. Customers that switch from their current products to all 3 Buy Bi-Humankind products with normal usage will save five pounds of plastic over the course of a year. They have also designed their shipping packages in biodegradable bamboo fiber-based materials. Launched just a couple of weeks ago in Jan 2019, Bi-Humankind recently raised a seed funding of $4 million dollars led by lerer Hippo Ventures My mutual fund tip of the week is Liquid funds are at the shortest end of the maturity spectrum and invest in debt instruments for up to 91 days so they are the least affected in case of interest rate changes And now, time for Warren Buffett's quote of the week. He says, though markets are generally rational, they occasionally do crazy things. What investors then need instead is an ability to both disregard mob fears or enthusiasms and to focus on a few simple fundamentals.